You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Hello, friends, future constituents and voters. I'm C.J. Fitzwater, and I'm running for state rep in the first Essex, which includes Merrimack, Amesbury, Newberry, Fort, and Salisbury. I am a candidate committed to common sense values, a candidate determined to work hard on Beacon Hill to fix the broken pieces of our communities. Amesbury desperately needs a new fire station and a new police station. Salisbury needs a fire station and senior center. Newburyport needs an answer to NYS. The Rocks Village Bridge needs a long-term fix. I want to go to Beacon Hill and fight for these projects. I want to go to Beacon Hill to fight, not to fight with politicians. I want to work with them because you deserve a rep that cares about you more than some party. I need you to take the first step this Tuesday, September the 6th, and write in C.J. Fitzwater on the Republican ballot. Let's show the world we love where we live. Let's elect a different kind of candidate. Thank you. Welcome. We're live. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Really happy uh, to be back. And about our last show, too. We should definitely uh, congratulate Jenny Armini, who came on the show, uh, the state rep candidate that we endorsed uh, for the Essex 8th primary. And she won. That was awesome. Congratulations to Jenny Armini and all the candidates that came on. And uh, Lauren Pespiza, I think we broke a record. I, I'm pretty sure we did break the Young Jerks record for having the most campaigns, candidates, and electeds on uh, one show. I think it was, I think we got up to nine on that last episode. And I think the previous was like either six or seven. So we really killed it with our primary show and uh, really happy with the community and what's happening uh, locally and some of the things that we're going to be getting into tonight and uh, Monday night too. We have a huge show on Monday night. We'll talk about that a little bit, but let's bring up the guests. Let's talk about the guest. You just saw him. Uh, he, he also won a strange kind of, primary i guess i he it's funny because he didn't actually win uh the the gentleman who is the state rep right now uh jimmy kelkhorse uh from ainsbury who i know from from wrestling back in the day ainsbury wrestling and i'm a old triton wrestler uh so he's a good guy he's a republican up there uh for state rep and he's uh moving on to a new job but he was still on the primary he got the most votes but there were two write-in campaigns that were really kind of running for the office, obviously. Uh, and it was, you know, deciding who was actually going to be on the ballot for the November election. And it was between C.J. Fitzwater, who's going to be uh, the, the candidate tonight that we're going to be speaking to, interviewing. And I'm going to call him a hero. His whole campaign, there are a bunch of heroes. I'm going to just start with that. No matter what we agree or disagree on tonight, people know this is more of a left space uh he's a republican coming on the show the second one in probably four years now four or five years we haven't had any real republicans coming on candidates uh like we used to and there's a reason and there's a reason why he's coming on tonight why we're asking him 
to speak to us. He's in that green room right now waiting. But he he ran a campaign, a write-in campaign, and won that campaign four to one over another Salisbury resident uh, that a lot of people are familiar with, uh, Samson Riccipio, or whatever his last name is. Uh, Samson is uh, Super Happy Fun America. He's someone that we've clashed with in the past in the cannabis movement. And Samson uh, did an ambush video of this gentleman, CJ Fitzwater. And the video kind of went viral. And, you know, a lot of Samson supporters were bashing on CJ, bashing on some of the things that CJ said. But I think in the end, it just proved that CJ Fitzwater was the better candidate. And, and the reason he won four to one uh, is because of that video. And that video actually got removed, I noticed. I, I noticed that Samson removed the video, which is quite interesting. We were thinking about playing that video, but it's why bother at this point. Let's talk to the winner, the person who won the primary, who ran a moderate campaign. It wasn't hateful. It was about, you heard it. You just heard it. He, he opened with a, with a, with a heart. He's a running in the Republican primary with a heart, not, not hate. Uh, he's not doing the national hate issues. He's focusing on what he's going to do for Salisbury, for Amesbury, for the town of Merrimack and the city of Newburyport. He's talking about those four communities, two towns, two cities, and what he's going to do for them. And that's refreshing. It's exactly what we need. And so we're going to bring him up. I'm going to give him the hero's applause. He's a hero. What's up, CJ Fitzwater? The winner of the primary last week. You must be feeling good, right? Um, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of work to do. I don't feel like uh, I don't feel exactly uh, good right now. I, I feel like uh, I need to get out there and work hard, which which we have. We've already started to. Um, so, uh, do you do you know the real story about me? Mike? No, I don't. Tell us. Tell us that. So. That's usually how we start. Like, tell us about who you are. Let's talk about the heart. How do I, you want to talk about the heart? Yeah. Um, so the heart is my, is my, uh, the heart is sort of my logo. But the reason why it is, is because two years ago, um, about a hundred miles away, there was a young man. His name was Dominic Golston. And it was during COVID 2020 and he was struggling with life. And uh, Dominic decided that he didn't want to live anymore. And he committed suicide <clears throat> up in Boston. At the same time, there was a man at Tufts medical center who was struggling and he needed a heart transplant and he received Dominic's heart. And that's why I, that's, 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 I ride with Dominic, me and Dominic ride together. I got, you got, you got heart. heart. Wow. I have Dominic's heart. Um, the whole community rallied around my story when I was in, when I was in Tufts. When I came home, my street was out there with, uh, you know, excited to see me and clapping for me and cheering me on. And I committed myself fully to my community um, and I've gone nonstop. And <clears throat> the one thing that I learned through that whole situation that I was going through where, you know, I was in the hospital waiting on a heart transplant. You never know if you get them. People die every day waiting on organ transplants, right? A hundred people. Um, and I sat there not knowing that I was going to live. I prepared for death. But the one thing that I learned through that whole thing is that love, man, love tells the story. You know, um, I always had like this mantra. I would sit there and I would listen to Jerry Garcia band and 
um, you know, like, you know, jam kind of music, you know, during that time. But there was there was one lyric to a song that that stuck with me through the whole time. And I don't even know if I have the lyric right, but <clears throat> it's at the end of a Beatles album. And the, and the lyric is the love you take is equal to the love you give, you know. Um, so. So I'm, that's what this campaign is about is all about uh is all about giving love and if you give love you're going to receive it back so that's my story oh i love that's it who I am. yeah that's, a- that's who i am i'm not your typical republican i guess you could say um a good friend of mine terry Moringi, and i um we talked about this campaign before i decided to come out and and we said listen this is what we want to do we want to run a positive campaign only and Terry is a great guy. We, we did a pod, we've done a podcast together and the whole, we always stick to our mission statement, right? And our mission statement on our podcast was tell the story of Salisbury to the people of Salisbury, sons of Salisbury is the name of the podcast. But this campaign, the mission statement was stay positive. And do you know how difficult it was to stay positive in this campaign? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I've yeah. I've faced off against the same individual. So I know we in our community, I think, knows a lot about this. I want to mention that yeah. I know Terry Marengi. We were meant talking about this. I've known Terry since he was before he was in high school. I was in high school when I met Terry. He was younger than me. Um, he, I know his whole family, his father, who got mad at me when yeah. I was a teenager for something I didn't do. And then later his father actually like apologized. And his father's an awesome person, his whole family. I, I love them. I love it. The mm-hmm. Sons of Salisbury show. I watch it as well. Uh, well, like, like him and Gavin, the music they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been a fan of his music since he was in middle school, like when we're at a party and he's playing for us. So I just love everything about your campaign because I'm watching it. Like I didn't know what was going on. I kind of wasn't, you know, focusing on what yep. Samson was doing. I'm trying to ignore it. And then I realized I, when I saw that video, I'm like, Oh my God, these are all the guys I know from growing up supporting your campaign, CJ. And I'm starting to talk to them and they're all saying the same things you're saying to me, which is very exciting. Why I I call you all heroes. So you got some good people in your corner. Uh, Terry Marenji is class. Everybody loves him up in Salisbury, everyone in the area. Yeah. Terry's, Terry's, uh, Terry's good people, you know, and you know, they, you know, I'm not originally from Salisbury, but, um, but the community has really adopted me. You know, I got people from, from Fred Bishop who hates a lot of people showing me love, um, to, um, to Monique Grelick, who, uh, is very, very, very left, um, who, who loves me. I, I don't tell the Democrats I said that, but she loves me. Um, you know, so, so we have both I think sides. Republicans should kind of wake up. Like if they want to win, that's how you win. Like, you know, well, in New Hampshire last night, that didn't show the case. I mean, the moderate Republicans got beat. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, they did because, you know, they're, they're in the primary some... though, that that's a primary, like that's yeah. where you should have lost. That's what's so yes great about your campaign is. You know, I wouldn't have predicted that you would win four to one, but you did. You you defeated yeah. it, which 
but in the general election, you got to win the independents. You got to win the Democrats in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. So even even in a conservative seat, you know, for state right. rep. Well, I tell you, the independents came out for me during during the primary, um, and even <laughs> I don't want to say this to bolster or anything, but there was a multitude of Democrats that took a Republican ballot for the first time in a primary. Um, and, and that goes to really talk about the message, but we feel, um, here in Salisbury, um, and you know, Mike Colburn, um, uh, myself, uh, Bill Grelick, and there's, there's some Democrats that really, um, paint the picture of what we're doing. And there's some Republicans that, that help paint the picture of what we're doing. Um, you know, Wayne, Wayne Capilupo has been supportive since day one, who's a great friend of ours. Um, and then you have, you know, like I said, you have Monique, uh, who is, uh, who's been, <laughs> I don't want to say helpful because I don't want her to get kicked out of the Democratic Party, but, but I've made allies with people like Derek DiPetrillo, um, and, and many other Democrats in our community. Uh, you know, I had a hard time with the Republicans. The day before the campaign, the head of the Republican Party in Salisbury sent out an email to the party and, and told him not to support me, uh, to support Samson. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that to me was, uh, was unfair. Uh, I, I don't think that, I don't think that the Republican party deserved to have, uh, the, the chair of that party come out in support of a candidate. I didn't expect him to do it for me. I don't know why he did it for the other candidate. It, it was okay because at the end, you know, you people know, the, decided. Uh, yeah, people decided. It's, it's 20, funny because we, we had a yep. state rep race that we were covering last week in the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't going to endorse anyone. Open seat, six good candidates, we thought. And then right. we found Senator Ed Markey, who we actually interviewed him on the show. We like the guy, right? He yep. he endorses the guy with no experience, who is really? the son of the most powerful state lobbyist, basically, in the state. Okay. And why did Ed endorse him? Because Ed gets campaign donations for decades from the father. Yeah. Against four women who are highly qualified, who are like all stars. We were just like, oh, we're endorsing the four women. Was that the Swamp Scrap? Yeah. And one of the women won. And it was by like 50 votes over the kid, the the, you know, the young man that Ed Mark endorsed. So same thing, same thing on the Democrat side. It's like, yeah, you know, so. And I'm glad well, the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to kiss the uh, Democrats butts too much, but the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans is, you know, the week after the election in November, you know, they'll get together for a unity breakfast and let bygones be bygones and then move forward. But, you know, <clears throat> you know, there, there's certainly a, a great divide in the Republican Party right now. In Massachusetts, we have 20 executive board members, and they all say, and I don't know how true it is, but they but they say there's nine Charlie Baker Republicans and there's 11 Jim Lyons Republicans, and I had the nine, uh, I had the nine Republicans on the uh, Charlie Baker side probably all the way through, but I don't think it was until that article from uh, the Boston Globe that really put you know, the Republican parties, you know, the fire under them to say, hey, listen, you got to support the guy who wins because I had a great chance of winning. And there was 
certainly scuttlebutt, and no one ever said it to me, but there was certainly scuttlebutt that the Republican Party was considering on, and they had taken pictures with Samson and so forth, that the the Republican parties were really considering on, um, on, uh, you know, uh, nominating Samson because they, um, they, they liked his message, you know, his message of hate and divide more so than they liked my message of love, you know? So, Thanks but you know, now, well, now we're getting to the point where I'm going outside of sort of Terry and my mission, my, our mission statement, which is not to have a dirty campaign, but that campaign is over. It's so, over. Yeah. We're reflecting yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. CJ Fitzwater is now, he's going to be on the ballot in the general election. He's the GOP, the mass GOP nominee for mass state Senate. What, what district is this? District this is one? the first, this yeah, is the first, first Essex. First Essex. This is district. like, this is like uh, historical. I always call it the historical first Essex because um, it's, you know, one of the oldest, uh, one of the oldest spots in Massachusetts, 16, you know, 1635 for Newburyport, 1638 for Salisbury. So, I mean, this is a old historic community and, and an interesting, <laughs> quite interesting community. You know, this community, you know, this community really ties all of New England together. Um, if you think about, uh, the, the whole New Hampshire thing, right, right down the middle is split in New Hampshire with the second longest river in New England, which is the Merrimack river. And it flows down and it hits everything from, you know, it, it starts in the white mountains in New Hampshire. When the, when the ice melts, it flows into Lake Winnipesaukee, Lake Winnipesaukee flows in the, the Winnipesaukee river, which then flows into this beautiful, great uh, natural resource we have called the Merrimack River, second longest river in New England. Um, and it flows from Northfield, New Hampshire, where my daughter lives. And then it dumps right into the Atlantic Ocean right here where I live in Salisbury, Massachusetts. And this this resource, we need to find find a way to take care of and make sure that we do all we can do to eliminate these CSOs that we have, these um these uh, um, these combined sewer overflows. Uh, um, what happens is is water from rain when it rains heavy combines with uh, sewer um, and and it overflows and then it dumps into the Merrimack River. Um, and and we need to find a way to separate the storm water from the sewer water, and then we can eliminate these you know, outflows these, uh, you know, into the Merrimack River. And and that's going to be something that I work hard on fighting for to make sure that we get resolved to keep this river clean. Me and my wife, we love the boat. We go down the sandbar in Amesbury. We get out there and and I'm telling you, all kinds of pollution sweeps right up on, on our feet and it's disgusting, but we, but we love to be on that sandbar. There's nothing better in an August day to be on that sandbar in Amesbury. It's a big issue. It's been a big. It issue is a big a issue. Time. Yeah, and it's an issue that needs to be it needs to be resolved. I mean, it's time. And there and there's, you know, I think we overthink things a lot, and I think that that situation is just overthought. I, I think there's an an easier solution than all kinds of, you know, all kinds of different things. But really, the truth is, is if you can take the storm water and you can store it, um, 
and you then you can dump it into the you know you just got to be able to separate the stormwater from the sewer water and, and that and that's going to be a a huge project but it's something that needs to be done awesome and you in your campaign ad you also mentioned some other priorities in the cities and the city of newburyport um towns of salisbury and merrimack and the city of Ainsbury. um what what are the, like what are the, some of the projects you want to see happen in those towns and cities well um you know a, you know amesbury just walk into your police station walk into your fire station the, these i mean you can't even find the fire chief because you go to try to knock on any door in in amesbury you know you get a sign that says the police the fire station is at this address you go to that address there's nothing there you know, it's very difficult. We need a municipal um, solution uh, in Amesbury to house the fire department, to house the police department in a safe, modern way. The police department is no bargain either. I mean, it's an ancient building that needs to be replaced. The police station and fire station in, in, in uh, Amesbury are in desperate, desperate need. And, and you know, the truth is, is I've been a negotiator for 29 years of my life. I've been in the auction business. You know, I want to go to Beacon Hill and not fight with the with the lawmakers. Um, I want to go there to negotiate for the people in this area. You know, going back to the love statement, you know, if you love where you live, which is which is my message, you you look at things like the police it's getting station. through someone just posted and, and, that on our facebook a hashtag love yeah. where you live so your message is definitely resonating what you know if you love where you live and you look at like the police station you look at the fire station you say to yourself that needs to be fixed i went i talked to the fire chief in merrimack the fire station in merrimack is very nice the police station in merrimack is brand new um you know, the, the elementary school needs work there. The high school is obviously brand new. Um, but uh, Merrimack is, is, you know, they're structurally in very, very good shape, other than they need help at the elementary school. Um, Amesbury really, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of great things. They're building a new elementary school. Um, that But that fire station and that police station, those are in desperate need of, of replacement. Um, Salisbury needs a new senior center, needs a new DPW um, set up. They need a, a, a new fire station. Fire station was, was built in 1975. Um, if you look at our fire station, you look at a more modern fire station like Merrimack, you just, you feel bad for, for our, our firefighters here. I mean, Salisbury on January 17th had a tremendous fire. They did a great job. They put the fire out. They they used the technology that they had to fight this fire. No one got hurt. No one died. That was great. Uh, but you look at, I, I went in and I visited with the fire chief and I looked at our fire station. And I says, you know, this, this really needs to be, this really needs to be replaced. It's time. I mean, the fire station is as old as I am and I, and I don't even have my original heart, you know, so <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, it needs, it needs some help there. Say but, who, you know, who, who, who is the guy again? You said it earlier that you got the heart from his name was Dominic Goldston. Dominic. 
And I told his mom, every time I tell that story, I'll make sure I tell his name because, you know, honestly, um, a lot of the, I mean, I work full time, you know, I, I, you know, in this race, I was the only candidate with a full time job um, other than Byron, who, who's an amazing guy. Um, and for me, uh, you know, I work my butt off at work. I'm a general manager of an auto auction. And then we have uh, and then then I have this campaign going on. But, you know, the reason why, man, this this kid, Dominic, man, he wakes me up every day and he pushes me along. He's, he just turned 30 yesterday and, he, and uh, him and I, we ride together, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it's a testimony to his mother. It's also a testimony to one of my missions too, which is mental health. Mental health in this country is in a sad state uh, between COVID and, and, and the drug uh, epidemic and, and all of that uh, pandemic, um, you know, it, mental health has taken a, a back seat. When I was growing up, and even before I was growing up, there were state hospitals that took care of people that were in need. Right. It is so difficult to get any type of counseling for anybody. And I know that the legislators created a mental health bill last year, but it doesn't go far enough. You know why? Because we lack resources. We lack doctors. We lack counselors. There's got to be a better way to get counseling for folks. People desperately, 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 I say that right now, and I'm thinking of a good friend of mine who's going through hell right now, and I just wish that he had the help that he needed to get through this thing, and he's struggling, struggling, struggling. You know, drug addiction, mental health, they run hand in hand. A lot of people that struggle with drug addiction struggle with mental health, and, and we need resources that are going to help these folks. These folks are in desperate, desperate, desperate need. And, and it's sad, you know, um, and, and it and it truly breaks my heart um, to even think about it because, you know, it took somebody to get to that point um, where they couldn't live any longer and, you know, to, to save my life. And, and I'm thankful for that. But I also feel like I have a mission in life to help other people. Awesome. We're speaking to CJ Fitzwater. He's running for Massachusetts state rep and the first Essex district, the state rep district. It's going to be a, a contested election against a Democrat, definitely on the ballot. So uh, this is, you know, I, I'm calling your campaign heroic because you did something that I don't think people expected to win four to one. You know, got a lot of local support. You're, you're talking about the things that people need to hear. I want to ask you a couple of questions tonight on, on policy issues, CJ, if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, one of them is cannabis. We, we talk about cannabis a lot on the show, a lot of mm -hmm. issues still with uh, Massachusetts cannabis, and especially in regards to how, how they treat their employees. Number one, uh, number okay. two, how, how they kind of treat customers and patients that, that buy this legal product. A lot of us are traveling out of state to go to Maine. Cause it's so much right. better up there. Uh, other oh, yeah, people, people doing it. Yeah. Uh, other people are going to the streets because the mm -hmm. Massachusetts product is half the price of gold. You know, you, yeah. you're, you're basically paying $400, three, $400 an ounce. What is the, what is the overall tax? What is the overall tax? on? It's that? quite high. It's it. Uh, you know, I don't want to quote and, and be wrong. There was a little yeah. bit of a tax cut that just came down on the local side of it. The state hasn't cut their, their VIG, 
they're getting more for cannabis than they are for what they just proposed for uh, gambling, sports betting, which I think right. is ridiculous. Like, you know, if that you're going to have, you know, so I'm asking, can, you know, would you look into supporting a cut on the taxation? And also another issue is a lot of uh, smaller players in this industry are, are still being jacked. And the difference in Maine is that if you're a cultivator up there, if you're a legal cultivator, you can sell both to the stores, but you can also yep. sell direct to consumer. Um, yeah. In Massachusetts, a, the, the cultivators. Are cultivator. still, yeah, the cultivators in, in Mass, like one of my friends is in Newburyport. You guys should meet them, River Run Gardens. They only yeah. can sell to the dispensary. Right. And the dispensary is jacking up the price. And the dispensary is deciding the winners and the losers in the market uh, where these guys can't afford, you know, they're basically, their price, the, the wholesale price has dropped in Massachusetts. The retail price hasn't. So the stores are making out right now. They got a monopoly. So would you, I would guess the two questions I would ask right now on, on, on the cannabis end is, would you be open to looking at cutting the cannabis tax, number one? And number two, would you be open to looking at allowing cultivators to go directly to the market? Um, so I have a good friend of mine and he was on our show. His name is Brad Kucher. He has the, he has the uh, root and bloom here in Salisbury, but he's also a cultivator in the state of Maine, his son. Um, you know, he, he's a, he's a tremendous resource in regards to knowing and understanding, um, the cannabis business. Um, like you said, um, people, people travel to Maine they'll buy their product up there in Maine at somebody's house. They'll come to Massachusetts and, and resell it to their friends and, and they make a profit. They make a business out of it. Right. New Hampshire, New Hampshire is no different. Uh, I, I know people who do that. That's how I, I know. I, yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah it's, and, and I'll just say that's not legal. We want to make sure that people know there's a <laughs> risk. You can be arrested for doing that. I just want to make sure. I don't yeah. want to. And I, and I, and I didn't want to, you know, I, you know, but, but, but it is, um, it is an issue and, and, and an issue that you bring up now, I don't, I don't support cutting taxes locally. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, that um, already happened, you know, cause yeah, and the, I know, and the it, issue, I know it has, I know it has. And the issue with you, that, you know, is yeah. we, we passed a law and said a certain amount, but the, the regulatory agent did, didn't think they could cap it. It was weird. So they basically just enshrined yep. what was originally passed on that but the big well, thing is the state yeah. is taking the biggest cut right now yeah and and you know that we talk about the uh we talk about the um question one um which is uh fair what is it called what is it fair um, fair share fair share the fair share amendment we talk about that and um and we and we talk about how uh, how that's going to affect so many people, and it's going to affect, uh, affect cultivators too. So that's going to raise costs too. Um, it's going to affect farmers. It's going to affect people that own um, that own homes. It's going to affect anybody that has the potential to sell any inventory over a million dollars or do business over a million dollars if you're a you know if you're an S corp, right? So you know so that's that's an issue too. Um, and, you know, Massachusetts has created $3.4 billion in, 
in uh, in uh, surplus this year. And that come from somewhere. Where did it come from? Did it come from the marijuana? I don't know. Did it come some from of it? That? A lot of it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Brilliant. so it's so it's sort of working. And I, and I agree with you. Um, it's not working in the right way because you, you keep raising that tax up and people do exactly what we talked about, which is drive up to Maine, buy the product. Bring it to Massachusetts. Sell a sell a Massachusetts. Why not just I, get the price? I to personally, with Maine. Maine, yeah, Maine, I Maine. personally, no. I personally think Maine's product is inferior to Massachusetts product. You think it's inferior? I I think it is. I, I don't I think, think so. You, I, I think if think you, so. I think if you go up there and you try to buy some edibles, and it's very difficult to get, you know, the product that you want. I mean, their edibles are basically, you know. You know, I mean, uh, it's based, you know, they don't give you enough detail and enough information on them, at least at the the, the labeling is different in Maine. It depends yeah. where you go. But what you'll find in Maine, much more selection, yeah. better products, higher quality, less right. price. I, yeah. I, I am like, like I'm a cannabis consumer. I've been a cannabis right. consumer in every single market for 20 years. I'm an expert. Yeah. I've, I've written about this. Maine <laughs> is the best cannabis flower on the east coast maybe in the okay. nation at this point and the price it's phenomenal and what you well, got is is, is they rookie. is they let everyone get licensed yeah they basically said anyone can open we're not going to make this difficult we're not going to make yeah. that you know you have to have five million dollars to open like they did in massachusetts rich guys yeah. can't grow good weed they can't <laughs> you need someone that wants to get their hands dirty you know yeah and i so i do business i do business with a guy who is extremely wealthy like the wealthiest person that you'll meet right i mean one of the high highest taxpayers in all of massachusetts and he doesn't need another business but he was one of the guys that got a cannabis license originally you know i i thought that was bizarre Lo locally um the the folks at town meetings we made an agreement with um with the you know, uh, the community host, you know, the community host agreements that we made with um, with the people who were able to get licensed to have a dispensary. The agreement that we made with them was, you know, wouldn't have been made if we didn't negotiate the, the tax rate that we negotiated with them. When they had come into Salisbury originally, everybody was saying no, 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 no. But then a representative for for them got up for their company and said, Hey, we're going to help you pay for your schools because you can charge us whatever you want for taxes. So when he said that the people went from, wait a minute, wait a minute, my property taxes aren't going to go up. We're going to get a little bit of weed money that people were down for that. So it's sort of hard to say, you know, you know, there was a lot of negotiations uh, early on, even though the state ultimately and the citizens ultimately voted to legalize cannabis in Massachusetts. But early on, there was a lot of communities that were against dispensaries in their community. Um, you know, and you know, the zoning, I went to the zoning meetings, the zoning we're, meetings. We're, were, we're not, we're not rehashing that though. That already happened. Oh, yeah. And, no, and but, but, taxes, but what I'm saying we're is, talking about the state money. Yeah. The state right. didn't, do any of that shit the state right, what the didn't. state did is we we passed a law the people voted on a law the next day the governor and the speaker of the house said that law is not good enough 
Right. And the tax rate that we voted on is exactly what the governor and the Speaker of the House passed for sports gambling just now. That was reasonable when they passed so it. Needs, but when we passed it, it wasn't enough. So they doubled it. That needs and to now we, we're, we're getting double taxation on any other product. You know, people go to New Hampshire for cigarettes. You ain't seen nothing for cannabis. Yeah. Like we're, we're getting, we're, 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 and the thing is, we're making a lot of tax money, actually. The state and local making a shitload of tax money on this stuff. They could actually make even more. You're right. If you look at Colorado versus California, two big markets, California's way bigger market. Colorado's bringing in more money. You know why? Tax is lower. Yeah. You have a lower tax. You're bringing all the business from Massachusetts, all of New England, all the street business. It's a bigger how do, pie. How do we We're missing out we... so much t- tax revenue by having the tax too high. How do we stack up against Maine? Way higher. And, we, and, and is, it's our even, you know, is our revenue well, higher? Is our revenue higher? The price Maine? is higher. The price. Yeah. And the, and, but what and about Maine did it differently. So it's a, it's a different, most of Maine's business is yeah. medical right now. Let's put it right. that way. Maine did it differently. And right. the, the cost issue in Maine is so much lower because they did it the right way from the beginning. Massachusetts said, we're going to have only the big producers open first. It will take 10 years. They're going to want to hold on to their business, not let anyone else open. Where Maine said, we're going to let everyone open at first. Right. And then if you want something big, you can wait. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I, I like Maine's stance on that. Um, you know, um, you know, it's sort of, but honestly, the people that didn't dot their I's and cross their T's, a lot of those folks ended up in prison. I mean, there's people serving time right now for marijuana. Um, for marijuana crimes in, in the state of Maine, more so than in Massachusetts, because obviously in Massachusetts, you know, they they made you cross your eye, I mean, dot your I's and cross your T's. In the state of Maine, that wasn't necessarily the truth. And if you didn't do it the right way in Maine, you ended up in prison. And there is guys serving time right now for marijuana, for marijuana violations uh, in, in the state of Maine. So, um, but... You know, I support uh, being competitive. And if Massachusetts is not competitive in their marijuana market and wait till New Hampshire, all of a sudden votes to make it recreational. They kick our butts and they kick our butts in everything they do. If, you know, um, it's easy for me to Mass is going to lose too. They're going to lose a lot. They're going to lose. They're going to lose big. They're going to lose so much. So much tax revenue and cannabis is coming from that New York border. Mm-hmm. People from New York City driving up to Western Mass, that's gone. People coming from New Hampshire to Massachusetts. I yeah. mean, people in Nashua that can go to Lowell to buy some weed, you know, legally, yeah, it's a much easier trip than driving to, you know, Kittery. Um, so, so, you know, I mean, Massachusetts needs to be competitive in everything. We need to lower... Not only the tax rate in, in marijuana, as you as you suggest, but we also need to to lower our sales tax. Um, we need to lower that back down to five percent, at least that back down to five percent. Um, Massachusetts needs to be competitive with New Hampshire in many ways, um, and and tax revenue is certainly one way. 
you know, the great thing about I the great thing about what I talk about about loving where you live and all that, Massachusetts isn't really that bad. Massachusetts is only 34th uh in regards to tax burden on their citizens. Did you know that? No. You always think like Massachusetts is like number one, you know, or number two to California, but it really isn't that bad. I mean, the state of Maine, for an example, has a much higher tax burden on its people than the state of Massachusetts. And in the state of Massachusetts, what do we got? We got the best schools in the country. We've got the number one. Um, we've got the number one health care in the entire world. That's right. And we and we have safe gun legislation um, that puts the um you know puts control of of gun owners in, in our um chief of police hands which is you like that i i like that as a republican you know they they get pissed off at me for that but i'm going to tell you something right now massachusetts is the safest state right. in the entire country in regards to gun safety and you and i can own guns i own guns i'm an nra member lifetime member my son is uh, a gunsmith. So guns have been important to me my entire life. My father taught me how to shoot guns, all of that. But there's something to be said about common sense, right? And if you got kids or people with mental illness, which is an issue, running around, doing the things that they're doing, creating mass you know, shootings and all that stuff. We've got to look at ourselves and go, I mean, what are we doing right. here? At 18 you know? years old to have an AR-15 with mental health issue is like insane. Yeah. Especially when yeah. they can't get a cannabis, you know, they can't get alcohol. They can't get cannabis. Why, <laughs> why are we giving them an AR-15? It's like. Right. Exactly. Well, listen, the, the, the rights, I mean, the opportunity to own a gun, you should at least need to be educated, right? You should at least be educated. You should at least have some kind of sensibility. And in the state of Massachusetts, in order to own a gun, you have to go to your chief of police, prove that you're educated, and he has to take a look at you, and, and you got to fill out an application. And, and he makes the decision on whether or not you should own a gun, which... I'm not in disagreement with that. I support the police chiefs in Massachusetts in regards to that because it's common sense. It's common sense legislation. And the only gun violence or most of the gun violence that comes into Massachusetts is gun violence from illegal handguns. Out of state. I mean, yeah, out, out of state, state guns. Yeah, out of state guns. You know, the right across the border again, New Hampshire, constitutional carry state. You know, they, they you know. You know, people can, but you know, I don't, I don't know how they, how they're getting these illegal guns. But I just want to say that, um, that Massachusetts, man, we live in the greatest place in the world. I'm just telling you right now, we live in the greatest place in the world. I mean, we had legislators, um, and and I think uh, a great guy named Frank Cousins um, was was our legislator, our our state rep at the time that the you know that that those gun laws came out. I mean, but what they did you, was yeah, make complete yeah. sense. They made complete sense with that. And that has kept us safe. That's kept our children safe. And the guy, you know, the, you know, a lot of Republicans are very much against me on this thing. But I say to myself, what, you know, where do we stop? You know, can I have a Scud missile, you know, all of a sudden shoot it? Because yeah. if you think about the, the constitutional philosophical view 
of gun ownership, the Second Amendment. It is to protect you against your government. Your government has Scud missiles. Your government has tanks. Your government has, you know, <laughs> has fighter jets. You know, how far does that extend to you? Should you have a bazooka? <laughs> Should, I mean, come yeah. on. Like, we got to gotta, be a limit. We got to make sense here. You know, we got to make sense. You know what? We're better off limiting what our government can have for weapons than, than allowing people to have freaking bazookas. Awesome. I love when you bring up all the locals. We got a call. Let's take a call. We were taking calls tonight, too. Let's see who's on the line. Oh, I think I know who this is. Who's calling? Hey, it's Donna. Good. You have your you, you have it on in the background, Donna? Hold on. You can hear it ringing. Hey, it's Donna. <laughs> we love you, Donna. What's up, Donna? Yes. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on tonight? Nothing. I um I have a question. I I I think um I I keep hearing a recurring comment come that uh many of your Republicans disagree with you on this or have a problem with you saying that. Um I I was wondering what what do you tell your children? Because often as a cannabis advocate, um, one of the reoccurring things we always heard from the public is, well, fine, you like it, blah, 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 but what do we tell the children is bad. I, I, I don't understand how you can be running as a Republican in this current atmosphere after January 6th. And what do you tell the children? What do you tell them about the big lie? I mean, hearing you say all these things about gun control, and you sound fairly moderate on all of it, but I can't wrap my head around the fact that there is so much hatred in this country right now, Absolutely. and so much crap going on about the lie, You're and right, how you can I, still I, continue I, on. Donna, I, I love you. I know Donna's someone who actually got arrested for cannabis. One her case, she was legal. Her son was grown for her. She had breast cancer. She's a warrior. Donna, I love you. I, I'm so glad you called in tonight. Um, Can I answer Don't that? you feel a little good, though, that he won? That, and he won with a, a message of love? Yes, and I'm glad that he's willing to communicate. Because in many cases, I mean, I grew up in Massachusetts. I was on debates. I, I know how to communicate with someone. I don't have a problem with someone having a different vision. I don't have a problem with someone having a different view. Um, I grew up in Sharon, which is a massively multicultural town, um, born in Boston. I, I just don't understand under the current climate with all these people being elected to represent all of us. They might represent just their constituency. Once they are in the state house or they're in the Senate, they represent the entire country. And them having such a polarized view on the big lie and perpetuating it. And I don't understand children going to what's school the, now. What what's do we the big tell lie? Them? Uh, just two questions. What's the, the big, big lie? lie that the election was stolen? Yeah, I, I, I don't. You don't know what the either. big lie is. No, I. I, I, listen, I understand I, you probably don't believe it. I'm saying, what do you, what do, how do you stand your ground as a Republican when your entire party is perpetuating that? The, the entire party isn't. The noisemakers are. 
Well, now less, less and less. This is the, day, this is the part. This, for, you know, yeah. The, the, this, this, we. Part of the reason why I ran in this campaign is I had a candidate that came up as a Republican um, under the illusion that he was a Republican and and ran under, like you said, the big lie, the lie that the election was stolen. And that pissed me off. And I said, you know what? I can beat that guy and I'm going to go after and I'm going to win this race because the Republican Party is more than a is more about things than the big lie, like you said. And, and I'm a and I'm a Republican that doesn't believe in that lie. And there's a lot of us out there. And there was a group of us that got together and we said, listen, like we can do better than than what is currently being offered to us. And that's the message. And the message that I send out is, is a message of love. You know, I'm I'm uh, my whole family is is very diverse. Um, you know, we, uh, my, my son is married to a Dominican girl. I have, um, I'm have, uh, some Puerto Rican, uh, in my, in my blood. Um, you know, I'm multi, you know, I grew up in this hood too. You know, I grew up in Lowell and I grew up in Cleveland part-time, you know, I, I mean, you know, I know, you know, I've seen some stuff, you know, and, and I fought for the, I fought for marijuana being legal in Massachusetts too. Mike Coburn and I sat in town meeting and fought like a son of a gun to make sure that we had a dispensary for our people and our community. And, and it's done good for our community. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've been right there uh, battling just as much as you. And Donna, and I'm not going to hide behind a party. I'm not going to be hiding. I, I, but aren't you obligated to, to, if that's the way you feel, to do more uh, to dispel? The, the the lie that's it's not just the lie it, it's the hatred right. and the, the division right. i mean you you're yep. one person i get that but like we i i can tell you mike's voice and my voice were very prominent in the passage of cannabis legislation because yep. we never gave up and i i just i i cannot it eats me up inside to have gone through COVID to have gone through all I've gone through and then mm -hmm. to sit here today and have things like Roe versus Wade turned over Absolutely. because That's of ridiculous. an unbalanced Supreme court and to see the kind of hatred and morons that are getting just because they give that speech. Oh, um, you know, Trump is God and MAGA this, and they get elected, not based on the fact that they have Republican values, not based Let, on the fact that they want less government. Right now, listen, they are increasing government control. Right. Thank you, Donna. Right, they are. They are. Donna, and let me tell you something. The Supreme Court of the United States decision that uh, Roe versus Wade was not in their purview makes it now more important than ever to elect legislators that are going to protect women's right to choose. Um, and, and, I, and I'm one of them. I believe that women have the right to choose, and I'm going to protect, and I'm going to fight for that right. Thank you. Uh, Donna, I got one last question for you. Are you there? What? Uh, yeah. We got, uh, we're giving away Boston Cannabis Week VIP passes. 
Would you be mm-hmm. and we haven't decided yet. We're gonna we're gonna decide probably at the end of the show who's the best caller. But we want to make sure whoever wins them wants to go. Would you be interested in going to that event? Um Scott Patano's event? Yes. Uh Tom, sure. Tom. Okay. We'll put you all right. So Donna's interested. All right, Donna, you're in the running for the tickets. We got other callers. Oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, thank you for speaking to me. I really appreciate you. Donna, Donna, love where you too. live. Donna, love where you live, kid. I know you do. I can tell it in your in your voice. You're passionate. I love it. <laughs> I, I I'm known for a few things. <laughs> that is one of them. <laughs> right, a big mouth is the other. <laughs> love you, Donna. Thanks All right, for bye, calling. Mikey. That was a great call, Donna Hackett. Yeah, she was on a, Yeah, she she's is fiery. Yeah, she is. she's a fighter. But she, but you know what? Call. She's Let's right. She's call. right. Who else is calling? Hey, who's on the phone? Hi, can you hear us? You're on the you're on the Young Jerks. Who's this? This is Michael Colburn. Wow, what's up, Michael? Uh oh, not too much. How are you doing? Good. What do you want? What do you got to say tonight about the show and about your friend here, who you supported? Your you're now a Salisbury selectman too. Yes, I am. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Working hard. Yeah. Hey, I got a question, Mike. Working hard, Mike. Why? Why do you and yep. Mike? Why did you and Mike have some friction? I want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was Once a, in a dick. while. I was gonna say I'm a dick, and that, that's fine. I was a dick. Just say that, Mike. <laughs> no, not too bad. Mike, Mike's a great guy. Mike's a great friend. We we really started this campaign with with Mike back in uh, back in you know February. He ran against a, a 30 year selectman from Salisbury who was who was a good guy. Freeman Condon. And, you know, we had an uphill battle and Mike ended up tripling him in votes. Um, you know, and, and that was our first, that, that was sort of my first go at politics. Um, even though I'm on board on town boards and so forth. So I do have experience, but that was our first campaign. And, and we went and we went right after it and we fought hard and we got Mike elected. That was a, And we had a good time doing it, you know, right after it. Mike, turn your radio down. Yeah, Mike, you got to turn your radio down or your, 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 uh, whatever you're watching it on. Yeah. You're still okay, there? I turned it down. Perfect. What do you, yeah, can, I, can I just say, I feel like I'm big time now because I'm actually on a show where somebody has to turn their radio down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's my nightmare. No. So, Mike, tell us why you yeah. decided to support CJ and and what what you think about this race because well, this I, is I, big I, It is. I decided to support CJ as you know he talks about we started this movement because we're both Republicans and you know we both care about you know the people of Salisbury and Ainsbury and Merrimack and Newburyport that he's gonna be fighting for and as you know many people know I'm connected to the oldest. You know, families of Newburyport and Salisbury, and my family came over in the Mayflower, and they were religiously persecuted, you know, to England, and 
had to go to the Netherlands and then they finally came to America. And um, I was just raised with, you know, conservative values, but I was raised by a Democratic mother and a Republican father. And I was raised by, you know, two different parties and two different thinkings. And I've always fought in the middle because, you know, when you when you're elected an official like myself and what CJ is fighting for, we have to listen to both parties. We can't just listen to one. Um, and and it's important to listen to both parties because sometimes you find the actual truth. What needs to happen is in the middle. It's not really on the far right or, or far left. And um, we have to, you know, I tell CJ all the time we got to work across across party lines for a reason. And that the reason is because if you don't, you lose people and on the understanding of what, you know, compassion and empathy that we're supposed to have as elected officials. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in, Michael. It's uh, a pain in the what, ass that we have these elected officials that always want to fight with each other. You got these people on the far right that want to go and beat up the Democrats. And then you got the Democrats that want to just pound down on the Republicans, especially in Massachusetts. And, and, and the truth is, is most people in America are right there in the middle and 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 I think that the, those people are being mit, uh, underrepresented in this entire country, um, you know, and this and the state, the people in the middle are being un, underrepresented, and that needs to change. And I'm somebody that can resent, uh, represent everybody, and that's what our mission and that's what our our message is about. And that's what you know. That's. It's totally true what CJ's saying. And that's what, you know, me and him sit and talk a lot. That's what the message is about. Thank you both for, call, you know, for you know, being part of the show tonight. We've got Michael Coburn. We've got CJ Fitzwater, who's running for state rep. Uh, Michael is a Salisbury, Massachusetts selectman. He was also a great wrestler at Triton Wrestling. Triton Wrestling. Triton yeah. High School. <laughs> uh, I actually coached Michael, yeah. so... He's the first elected yes, official I've ever coached at wrestling, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> this is like a first tonight. I'm, I'm excited about it, Michael. I'm excited that you're doing good things for the community. Michael's yeah, well, boss. you know, you, you, you and all my other coaches and my peers above me, and, you know, I've had so many great people around me that have always, you know, gave me good advice. And, you know, CJ is one of them. That's why, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of Republicans have beat up on me and CJ a lot, and but you know, CJ's going to stay the course, and he's going to do what we he needs to represent the people. And so I'm 100 percent behind him. Me, Terry, you know, obviously me and Terry, old families, and we kind of took him under our wing and said, you know what, he's one of us. He's he's going to, you know, do what's best for the people, and he's not going to do what is best for the party sometimes. And that's what. We need at all election, elected officials to do because sometimes, you know, the Democrats are wrong. And when a Democrat knows they're wrong, they need to step up and say it. Well, right now, me and CJ are stepping up and saying, you know, Republicans, yeah, do I like some aspects of, you know, say Donald Trump with some economics? Maybe I might agree with him on that, but I don't agree on January 6th. And, you know, like I tell people, I don't agree on the summer of 2020. Why, why we are allowing people to attack our infrastructure of our government is completely wrong. And CJ is going to go, you know, he's going to go fight for that. He's going to be like, you know what? We don't do everything right. We'll admit our, our faults, but here we're here for the people, and we're going to do our best to make sure that they have a great place to live and love where you live. That's 
what that's what we should expect out of all our officials. It's just you know, as I say all the time, America first. America first actually means that we we are we are people of, of parties, but we also got our we're Americans first. Like Mike, you know, growing up, you teaching me how to wrestle. We were all wrestlers, but we competed. You know, and it's just America has to wake up and realize, you know, if we continue to, to divide, you know, what are we, 50%, you know, against each other, we're, we're, we're going to lose. That's what's going to happen. And as my wife's from Sweden, I get to go over there all the time and see my in-laws and, and um, see how other go- governments work. I sit in the parliament all the time and we have like, you know, seven or eight parties. And, and I, sometimes I sit and think, I'm like, is that something America needs? Do we need more parties? Is that the problem? Because we're so far apart sometimes, and we shouldn't be, because at the end of the day, we lose. If we're going to sit and fight with each other, we all lose. So, you know, that's one thing I love about TJ and all my other friends. You know, you know them all, Mike, that we all grew up. We all love each other. And the divide's got to stop in this nation. And CJ's going to help me and help everyone else to stop that. Awesome. I think uh, I think the I, I love what Mike says. I I think he I don't think it's a fifty fifty thing. I think it's more like a, you know an eighty twenty thing. Um, I just think that you know the twenty percent make all the noise, but the eighty percent of us we want the same things. You know, we want safety for our children. We want uh, good health care. We want great education for our children. You know, we want great infrastructure. We want to be able to drive down the road. Um, and and be comfortable in our cars, you know. Um, we want all those things, um, and, and it's the people that are making the loudest noise that get listened to. And and I want to and I want to go to Beacon Hill, and I want to spend time with the Democrats, and I want to negotiate for what's best for the First Essex. You know, I you know that's what I want to go there for. I'm not I'm not going there to make noise. I'm not going there to yell and scream. I'm going there to say, how can I get this done for Fred Bishop? How can I get this done for Mike Colbert? How can I get this done for Monique Grelly? Like, I want to work for the people of my community to make sure that they get what they need. And um, and that and that's what it, and that's what being a rep is about. It's not about changing the world. It's about working and representing your customers who are the people of your district and my people are the people of merrimack amesbury newburyport and salisbury and i want to go to beacon hill and i want to represent them i want them to call me and say cj i need this cj i need that and i got to go find out how to get those answers so salisbury needs needs help with this sewer project there are seniors that have lived here their whole entire life that are now being forced to sell their homes in salisbury because they can't afford the betterment on the sewer, which is going to be thirty to forty thousand dollars, that that's what I want to go to Beacon Hill to fight for to find some money for those folks so they can get their sewer paid for, so they're not forced to sell their homes. Thank you both. Uh, we got a comment too, going after Mike a little bit. I'm going to put it on the screen, and I'm I want to respond to it too. So Michael Burr, maybe you shouldn't be commenting F Joe Biden on Facebook if you don't want to divide. I will say this. You know what? Go on my Facebook. I'm sure you're going to find tons of stuff going against Republicans. So, I mean, if you guys want to fight right now in comments on Facebook, that's, you know, go ahead. But, and, and Mike, do you FJB, want to respond to that at all or not? I'll, I'll respond for him. FJB, that sucks. 
and I feel like Mike and I um, both stand on this, that whoever our president is, we would be foolish, foolish to not support them. You know, that is who is elected, whether it's Barack Obama, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. We need to support our leadership because they're elected to help us. So, you know what? I'm going to support Joe Biden uh, as the president. And I'm sure Mike feels the same way because we need to. We we need to support whoever's in that job because we need to get the most out of out of America. What do you think, Mike? Mike, do you want to respond to that comment or not? I mean, yeah, I I might comment on like I get beat up a lot. I'm not going to lie because I will comment on both parties. If someone, if one of our elected officials does not matter if they're Democrat or Republican, I'm going to call them out on it. And that's what we're all supposed to do as Americans. We're not supposed to say, oh well, I can't comment. You know, say a Republican did something wrong. Because I'm a Republican, I'm going to beat up a Republican just like I could beat up on a Democrat. If I feel they are doing something that can hurt us as people, I'm going to comment on it. And I have I talked to a lot of very far left and right people, and I tell you, they I piss them both off because I'm going to call it like I see it. Do I agree with? You know, I agree with a lot with what Obama did with health care. I agree with it. Do I uh, do I disagree with Obama on some things? Yes, I'm not, you know, as my brother's a nuclear engineer, I disagree with on some of their environmental stances. So I'm going to, you know, say, no, I don't really agree with that. Um, on the Republican side, do I, you know, the gun control laws? Not everyone should hold, own a gun. I mean, come on. Do you, if anyone who thinks, like you said earlier, Mike, that an 18-year-old with mental health issues should own an AR-15, well, guess what? You should have your head examined. Yeah. Because what happens is people, kids are dying from this stuff. You know, I don't want to see my kid die. I don't think any Democrat or Republican want to see their kids die from overdose, gun crime, or anything else. So, you know what? When we're going to sit here and play party line issues, you know, that's wrong. It's completely wrong because our kids are ones, you know, I always say to my kids and my, my, my uh, kids, uh, the friends of my parents, the, the kids' parents, all the time, who are my friends? I said, you know, one thing we have to remember, our kids are always watching us. They're watching what I, we do. So if we're, we're going to allow a, a Biden, you know, no one can say anything about Biden right now is, come on, I feel it when I go to the gas station. I feel it when I go to go, go places. Everyone's like, oh, the president can't do it. Well, the president can do a lot more than people think he can do. But, you know, when it comes down to it, it's not, I mean, the president, it's the state, it's our state houses. Are you know the, the the Congress and the Senate? They don't. I mean, what are they like? Twelve percent approval rating. When are we going to start talking about that? If you want to talk about national news, you can't well, say that's both Democrats and Republicans. Twelve percent approval rating. So yeah. I mean, listen, we're running a positive campaign. For, Let's, you know, yeah, yeah. We're running a positive yeah. campaign here. Let's responding. not. Let's not. I appreciate bet. you both for being here tonight. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, you know how, how like you didn't take any like fierce Antifa calls. This is like people think of this as the Antifa show now. Like, did you feel like you got assaulted today or not? Like, you feel pretty good. I was waiting. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of insulted that I didn't get. Uh, you know, Donna was know. probably the worst of it. I mean, she wasn't that bad, was she? Donna, yeah. I like Donna. Donna, yeah, really I know. I figured you would. Yeah. 
I'm waiting for Marcus Visa. I'm waiting for my Antifa friends to call in. Yeah, She'll probably word. be nice too, though. I, I, you know, if you guys meet Antifa, you might actually like them. So, I, you know what? I really enjoyed <laughs> this. I think we had a good show tonight. I want to thank Mike Colburn. Uh, CJ, you're also an old re- a wrestler and a, an official, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrestled in Ohio. Uh, so, we got three old wrestlers here. <laughs> we all stick together, right? <laughs> we all have cauliflower ear. That's probably why it's that's, that's why, why it's I'm a great so show, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why let's go to some takedowns after. No, no, the thing is, Mike, is like um, so I, I saw your show and I saw the messaging and Terry talked to me about it, and then Mike, and then I went in and I listened to your show, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's no way I can go on this show. <laughs> um, and then I said, um, and then Mike said, oh, he was a wrestler. I'm like, all right, that's, uh, I'll go on the show. He's a wrestler. Like that, that's brotherhood right there. Right. So, um, you know, you know, people ask me why I'm a Republican. I'm a Republican because, you know, I believe that, um, I believe in, if you know what the word conservative means, what is the, what is the word conservative defined as? Do you know, Mike? Um, oh, that's a good one. I, I would say conserving things. I would just like kind of keeping things steady, not wasting things. That's, that's what I would say. Not, not being wasteful. A conservative, a conservative, conservative is a, a synonym for conservative is traditional. Okay. I believe that I'm a conservative in Massachusetts. I have conservative values and those conservative values are, are, um, healthcare, uh, pro-choice rights for women, because that has been a traditional uh, value in Massachusetts since before you and I were born. Um, you know, smart gun legislation um, <laughs> and high taxes. <laughs> those are traditional values of Massachusetts. And there's only one of those things I want to change, and that's taxes. I think uh, we had a $3.4 billion surplus. And the legislators of Massachusetts wanted to take that money and spend it quick. I mean, they already had that money spent. And thankfully, we had a, uh, a conservative governor in Charlie Baker who said, okay, the law states we can't do that. And that money's going back to the people as it should. And and that's why I run as a conservative. And I want to lower taxes. Massachusetts is getting better. Other states are catching up or eclipsing it. Massachusetts should be the role model of every state in the union in regards to how its government works. Um, We have uh, moderate, you know, we have, we're in the middle of the road on taxes. However, we, um, we, uh, we have great safety for our children, great education for our children, great health care for everybody in Massachusetts. Our home values are way too high, but that's because everybody wants to live here, and we um, and we need to continually fight against rising taxes. And tonight we talked about one of those taxes that are rising, um, and that is the cannabis tax, which we need to make sure that Massachusetts stays competitive competitive in that realm. Yeah. Thank you, CJ, on that one. Uh, Michael Coburn, thank you for calling in. Any last words for us, Salisbury Selectman? Coburn. Love the way you live. <laughs>
And I stand behind CJ 100%. Thank you, Michael. Good, good talking to you. Have a good night now. You too. Good talking with you. I'll, I'll see you around. Maybe we'll do a reunion that's fighting for wrestling. Yeah, maybe I'll be there. Hopefully. I'll referee. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go. I'll go against Con Madigan for the, for the oh, heavyweight yeah. title. Oh man, good luck to you. That's my. Coach. I'll leave that one to you, CJ. I'm all That's set. That's my coach. I used to wrestle him. Oh yeah, thank no, you, Con. Michael. Con Madigan is a good. That friend. is my dude right there, Con. He yeah. was. Uh, yeah, he used to drive us around to all the USA wrestling tournaments. Oh, you went to him. You got. Oh, you got I'd go to anything I could with Con. Yeah, yeah, me and me and the Pearson and my brother and yeah, Kapenkos. We're all good wrestlers. We had a oh, great the team. Oh, Kapenkos wrestled. I didn't. Know oh yeah, that. Charlie and Kevin. Kevin yeah. was a, uh, a, yeah, he was a killer. And Charlie actually won the sectional champs. Charlie was so smart, Charlie Kapenko. Yep. That he was a double overtime. At a at a tournament, in the sectional finals to determine yep. who's going to be the sectional champ, and it was tied. And yeah. he knew the criteria, and he knew he won if he just had hung on. No one else knew. Even Khan didn't know because yeah. they had to go to, like, the rule book. They were like, the yeah. referees didn't know. They were like, criteria, 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 criteria. Charlie won. It was like the sixth criteria. <laughs> That's, I yeah. was like, Charlie, like, he knew he won. He was telling, I won, I won. I know the criteria. And everyone's like, like, five minutes later, they're like, yeah, he's right. He won. Like, he, it, like, he wrote, it was one he of those, out. like. He wrote to out bring the, out the, the rule book, right? Yeah, he wrote the last 30 seconds. The guy didn't yeah. escape. I do like uh I don't even know if they because the rules change all the time. I don't know what the are. rules change. Um that, that is the traditional rule, which yeah. is uh you know, you got one minute of uh neutral, then you got um then you got uh you know the person who scored first gets choice and and double overtime, right? And and I'm sure the other guy had choice and went down saying he could escape. And Charlie just held on with dear life. And you just do, <laughs> but now they do the, now they do the, um, death you know, or something. What do they do? Well, they go, they go one minute neutral. Then they go, uh, one guy gets down for 30 seconds and then they switch. And then the other guy goes down for 30 seconds. So, um, and then they have, and then they go back through the criteria again. Neutral so, so you refereeing the uh, high school Triton wrestling, um, I, uh, I haven't refereed in a few years. I had, obviously I had a heart transplant in 2020. Um, and then I, um, and then because of I'm on, um, you know, I'm on, uh, immune suppressant drugs. They don't want me to beat around wrestling school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just the bad environment every, for it. the first the tournament every year i would get so sick at those anyway so you know the, the that's just germs like you wouldn't believe oh, you know you're in that you gym know? all weekend for a tournament forget about it you're getting sick eventually but i mean i love the sport i mean it's such a good like uh, group of people you know i mean it's family it's 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 you know we we got all like like we're each our own like star our own son right and we have all these like little planets around us and wrestling is like one of my planets. Right. Oh yeah. You know, like politics is another planet, right. you know, and then, you know, we got all these little planets, you know, my work is a planet. Like this podcast is one of your planets. Right? Oh, definitely. So we're all like a little star and we all magnetize these little planets around us. 
Oh, and wrestling yeah. and wrestling is one of my plans. Wrestling is so I love it. I think it's a great sport yeah. for boys and girls. Uh, it's a good individual team sport. So yeah, it's you know when I went to college, you know we study, took a few courses in athletic, you know sports psychology and things like that. Yeah. And those individual team sports are the best for the kids. Really, it's it's like it's not even a doubt. You know, my son, whether it's my track, son. tennis, wrestling gymnastics now i'm not talking about the physical aspects of it because that's going to be different for every sport obviously and yeah you know, injuries and i'm talking about the mental like you know yeah creating karate well, you know yeah what do you think you're, you're all competing time? against yourself like but the, the whole team is cheering you on where yeah where, when you played football basketball i've played all those sports too the team is cheering you on but there might be another guy on the team that wants your spot yeah well and sometimes politics wrestling, comes into play and parents and yeah. coaches and who decides who to play yeah. wrestling none of that if you no, could beat that guy in the wrestle yeah. off you're it's, you're starting it doesn't matter the there's guy, no politics yeah. in it so the only, I the think only it, time yeah. we always had to wait till we lost to that guy you know on wrestle offs we had to wait till that guy lost before he had to wrestle off again did you right. guys have to do that or did you guys get a wrestle off right away i think we do wrestle offs every week yeah no, with us it was if that guy won his match, he owns that spot until he loses. Yeah, we, um, we did. I think we didn't have a lot of wrestle offs. You know, yeah. I don't even think I ever had a wrestle off. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I had a wrestle. I had one senior year, but I went to a different weight class. You know what I mean? It was always like that. There was always like, yeah, we'd figure out where we're gonna go. Like, you know, because yeah. we we only had so many guys, so it's like we're trying to make sure we had the best team we could. Well, Ben Savaggio. Uh, and I um, both wanted to wrestle 112 um, because we didn't want to have to cut weight. But his, but his, he was such a freaking badass. He just dominated me at 112. So then I had to go down to 103 and wrestle off, you know, somebody else for that spot. But it was, you know, I, I say Ben Savage. Ben Savaggio is another gentleman who lost a battle with mental illness, and he was a great guy and a great friend. And he was a brother on the wrestling mat, you know. That guy kicked my ass more than anybody I know. <laughs> I got scars still. From you remember that those guys? I remember all the guys that I used oh. to have trouble yeah. with. Oh, well, and, uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, one of my best buddies too back then. Uh, hope he's doing yeah. well. He's a Grambo, is what we called him. His brother's like think a New England champ too. So Mer Terry Marenzi's trying to call in. Oh, is he? I, I yeah. we we're getting other calls. I wasn't sure. Um, let me turn the Bluetooth back on. Terry, call in now if you can. We'll take a quick call if he calls in. We're back on Bluetooth. We should be able we're to. Probably, we're probably talking way too much. I was hoping that. I was yeah, we were. Let's call out. Let's take the call. We did miss a few calls. We we Nice to be getting calls again. This is a new thing on the show. We got a, a new. Well, it's like an old new thing. We used to have calls all the time. Terry Marenji, what's up? Hopefully. Is this the one and only Mike Crawford? What's up, man? Are you gonna play some Dawkins for uh, me? <laughs> I was just gonna say the same thing. I I want to know when Don Dawkins gonna be on the show. I don't know George Lynch. I think I have George Lynch right here. His name's Terry Marenji. Dawkins sucks. <laughs> you were amazing, man. We, oh, you were just like whatever song we wanted. So it was great. We had a lot of fun back in those days. We're trying to have a little bit more fun these days. That's that's the goal here. 
I'm, I'm really happy that you had CJ on. I, you know, I support CJ since the day I met him. He's such a great guy, and I really appreciate you taking your time to, uh, you know, to interview him and uh, and get his message across. I think we're trying to put forward a message of of uh, gap control, what we call in hockey, right? We got to narrow the gap a little bit, and that gap is uh, left and right. We got to center up as a as a country and. I think CJ is the kind of guy that can get this thing uh, off the ground. He's just a, a good guy. So, and uh, Terry, I know your father was involved in politics. Why did you decide to get involved in some of these local campaigns? Uh, I mean, I, I always I grew up in politics, Mike. As you know, uh, my father was a Reagan Republican, and um, you know that's just how I grew up. I it's just uh, fiscal responsible, very conservative values when it came to um, a lot of different things. So I grew up in that. And that's, and sometimes you, you only know what you know. Right. Um, and since, uh, you know, just growing up and being a man and being in my own world and living a different life than he lived, uh, I've kind of grown more towards the center of uh, maybe one tick to the right. I'd say, if you, if you really want to call it that way. So uh, a couple of events happened where I wish that I was more involved and CJ and Mike grabbed me aside and said, you know, you really should be more involved in the community. And it's a long story that we don't have time for tonight, but the bottom line is uh, it was my time because my business was in a place where I could actually spend time. And I think like these guys give it 110% uh, to try to do the best thing for their constituents or their, their towns people. Um, I wasn't ready to make that commitment yet, and I just finally did. So, uh, and I'm glad I did because it's in my bloodstream. So, wait, are you are you thinking about running too? Because I see, uh, I mean, I, I know how many people up in Salisbury like Terry Marangi. I watch the Facebook. I, I know you've got a lot of support up there. Are you thinking about running as well for anything? I think at some point in time, you may see my name on a ballot. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that um, may have hinted towards that. But, yeah, I think at some point I would like to run and I would like to carry on a tradition, not only uh, you know, my father's tradition of being in politics, but just uh, helping people, period. I mean, I just I enjoy doing things for others. And I think being in politics, I think you have to think that first. And these guys have inspired me to do that, quite honestly. Um, and that's not uh, that's not malarkey. That's straight truth. Let me ask you another question because I think you have a good pulse on the community of Salisbury up there. I know you've lived there your whole life. And like your father was a selectman. Um, this election, there was someone who was a you know an extremist. So we'll just call him an extremist. Samson is very extreme. <laughs> Love or hate him, I think most people will agree with that term. Um, and CJ won four to one. Did you expect that to happen? And do you think it's because he had the right friends, which that's what Samson was trying to, you know, say that, you know, CJ was getting the support because he had the right friends, or do you feel like people really did kind of look at the issues and the policies and decided to go with someone that was focused on the community and bringing people together versus Samson's message? What do you think it was? I think it's a combination of all of those things. I think the distortion uh, is really to get back to George Lynch. You know, what happens with 
when you start, first of all, we need a two-party, at least a two-party system to run this country because we need balance. You need checks and balances, and we all have different values. And so you have to have, uh, you have, to have two parties. So there's going to be far left, far right always, but the distortion is so bad in this country right now. I think people are so tired. They're blocking their ears. Uh, for the most part, but there's a small percentage of those people that are just yelling as loud as they possibly can to get things done. And what what we believe is, and since day one, what we believe is that there are a lot of really moderate Republicans and really sensible Democrats that can work together, whether it's on Beacon Hill or uh, you know at Town Hall in Salisbury. So it's a, a message we tried to end is we're willing to work with everybody right and i think that the majority of the people regardless of who their friends are they're all feeling the same way we know that for the last three or four years or you can go back further that you just start screaming at each other nowhere we're not getting anywhere right and i'm just actually i'm just jumping in a car here with my son to go to hockey practice the triton so triton hockey but uh you triton youth hockey yeah high exactly school. He's uh he was a freshman uh, made varsity last year, so we're oh, wow. back at it this year. So it was yeah. pretty good. He's a goalie. Good. But anyway, uh, you're gonna switch over real quick. Are you there, Mike? Yeah, we're here. Um, but no, I think the reality of it is, I don't. I, I think it had a lot less to do with him being an extremist uh, than it did with CJ. The reason why CJ has so many friends is because he's one of those people that opens his ears and shuts his mouth. When you start to talk, he listens to you and he listens intently and he, and he actually rationalizes with you. And I think that's what's going to make him such a great politician, especially at the state level. And negotiation. That's I, I used to sell. I used to be a sales guy. That's how you sell. You got to listen to people. That's why I think I do okay at this show. As I try to listen, my girlfriend, Carmelita is like the radio pro. She she helped me out so much. And the big thing she said, you got to be a better listener. That's a, she always drives that home. That is like the key to life, I think. It's probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to learn, to be quite honest with you, because most people want, specifically when they're in a forum where they want to explain to others or push an agenda on others, they can't stop talking because they just want to get it all out. But yeah. the reality of it is if you don't listen, then you're not on the same plane and you'll never be on the same plane. And if you're not on the same plane, you can't make a deal. Right. And, and CJ's yeah. incredible at making, you know, we, I, I've seen him in action. We, we worked together uh, on the podcast to be quite, to answer your question. The first question that you started with, did you think he was going to win? Four to one. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did. Uh, I had no doubt in my mind because I just, I speak with people every day, high, from every walk of life. And I see that there's a lot more normality in this country than there is uh, insanity. And so I, I believe that if we just kept a real positive campaign, we were going to pull this off. Thank you. So, and he's the guy. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. So he, he he's the guy. I mean, we just talk about it a lot. Um, Mike, but he's the guy. 
Mike, Terry and I got together early on in this campaign before we even decided to do this. And we said to ourselves, all right, do we want to do that? I mean, I said to myself, I want to do this. You know, Terry's my partner in the podcast and a good friend of mine. And, and I consider him a brother. Um, but we said, Terry said to me, we're going to do this, but we need to be positive when we do it. We can't be, um, we can't go in this thing and get ugly. And, and there was times when the other side came at me so hard um, and I would call Terry and I go, I want to say this. And Terry go, don't say anything, stay positive, stay true to what, to, to what we talked about. And, that, and that's what our message is going to be just like wrestling. Right. Um, if you let, you know, if you can ride your competition out in that, in that overtime period, you can win the match. Right. With Samson, we didn't take any chances. We made sure that we maintained control um, in the, you know, in the in the final overtime to win that match, um, and and we didn't take anything for granted. We didn't know if the far right was going to come out and rally and say, you know what, we're going to stop this guy. Um, we didn't know that. I didn't know if my people were going to come out. I didn't know if my people were going to come out and vote for him because they think I'm an asshole. I don't know. I didn't know any of that. So, you know, the only thing you can do is, you know, the days leading up, we talked about what it means to be like a wrestler, like on an individual sport. And one of those things that I learned was that remember when you're not working, your competition is. So you got to continue, continue, continue to work and continue to fight. And, uh, and, Terry is really the architect of our message, which comes from the message that my donor gave to me. So, you know, that that's a combined message. And we spent a lot of time together, Terry and I, talking about that message. Thank you it's so simple. much. It's simple. If you in, love Terry. where you live, you're going to take care of where you live, right? I mean, you know, I mean, if you love where you live, you're going to take care of where you live. You know, I'm not doing this, you know, I'm not doing this to be, the president of the United States. I'm not doing this because I want to have a 30 year job as a legislator of Massachusetts. I want to do this because I want to help my neighbors get their sewer paid for. I want to help Amesbury get a new police station. I want to help Salisbury get a new DPW, um, you know, building. I want to help Newburyport take care of their youth, Newburyport Youth Services. I want to help them get a permanent home to to take care of their kids you know you know that that's what i want to do i want to help merrimack build a new elementary school i want to help merrimack lower their taxes that those are the things that i want to do thank you so much for calling in terry you got any last words for us before we wrap it up well, i don't want to drag it out too long mike but i appreciate you having me on i appreciate you taking my phone call and um Looking forward to November. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Terry Marengi on the line. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Terry. We're the Young Jerks. We've been uh, speaking to CJ Fitzwater and taking calls. We missed a couple calls. I don't know if you, we're, we're, we're over time now. We're, we've gone 90 minutes now. So <laughs> I need to eat. I need to take out my dog. I'm sure you do too, CJ. You got a family. I want to thank yeah. you so much for spending the time tonight people want to you know find out more information about you support you yeah. where can they find you 
on Real social simple. media and websites and all yeah. that. Uh, www.cjfitzwater.com, but, um, you know, at CJ Fitzwater is my Twitter. Um, you find me on Facebook at CJ Fitzwater, um, you know, and that, and that's me. And, and I'm sporting this shirt right here. Uh, shout out to Gina and Sean Devinish, the Salisbury Lions club, which I'm the president of. We had a blind baseball game and it's called Beatball, And, uh, we had it, uh, this year, the, Salisbury Fire Department went against the blind citizens of Massachusetts, and we had a lot of fun in that game. And, and you know, that's all part of the message, part of loving where you live. And this weekend, we're going to be at Salisbury Days um, right here in Salisbury, Massachusetts, which is the greatest event in Salisbury all year long. Um, you guys should come down Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. we got all kinds of fun stuff happening, and this is uh, a great event. Um, and... Uh, that's it, man. Love where you live. Um, vote for CJ in November. I'm not your normal candidate. I'm not really a Demo- I'm not a Democrat. I'm not, re- you know, I am what we need. I'm, you know, right there in the middle, man. I'm right there what we need, you know? So I love it. CJ. Thank you, CJ. I love how you told your story from the beginning with Dominic. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate you. You guys are heroes. I'm calling you heroes for you know, the winning campaign, winning four to one. I think there's a lesson to be learned for other campaigns out there. Thank you so much for spending the time tonight. That's CJ Fitzwater. He's running for Massachusetts state rep. You can vote for him in November, general election in Salisbury, Massachusetts, Amesbury, Mass, Newburyport, and Merrimack, the town of Merrimack. Check it out. Thank you again, CJ Fitzwater. Thank you, my man. We're the young jerks. I want to um, also... Let people know that we have another big show coming up on Monday night. Huge show. Uh, we have Shalene Title coming back on the show. We also have Chris Goldstein. We're going to have a cannabis roundtable. It's going to be a big community conversation. And, 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 I'm doing the and. It's so funny. Uh, and, that's a little hint. That's I'm, I'm imitating Carmelita for people that don't know right now. She's my girl. Love her. Uh, and we also have a special friend, UFC national organizer showing up. So Monday night, you got to check it out. We got uh, Aiden Coffee. Can't wait. This is going to be his first time on the show. Going to be a big show on Monday night, 7 p.m. See you all then. Have a good night. Young Jerks, check it out. Thank you so much, CJ. Thank you, Terry Marenji. Thank you, Michael Colburn. And thank you, Donna Hackett. I think she should probably get those passes. She was awesome tonight thank you young jerks we'll see you later mike crawford check it out hello friends future constituents and voters i'm cj fitzwater and i'm running for state rep in the first essex which includes merrimack amesbury newburyport and salisbury i am a candidate committed to common sense values a candidate determined to work hard on beacon hill to fix the broken pieces of our communities. Amesbury desperately needs a new fire station and a new police station. Salisbury needs a fire station and senior center. Newburyport needs an answer to NYS. The Rocks Village Bridge needs a long-term fix. I wanna go to Beacon Hill and fight for these projects. I wanna go to Beacon Hill to fight not to fight with politicians. I want to work with them because you 
deserve a rep that cares about you more than some party. I need you to take the first step this Tuesday, September the 6th, and write in C.J. Fitzwater on the Republican ballot. Let's show the world we love where we live. Let's elect a different kind of candidate. Thank you.